Hi there, and welcome to Getting Work Done, a podcast which covers a range of topics in the world of work. In particular, I like to talk about things that help people have a more effective time at work and just enjoy their jobs more. My name is Angela Shering, and I'm an Australian who's lived in and worked in London for many years in the area of executive coaching and designing and facilitating leadership and management programs. I work for a range of different companies, both large and small. I really love what I do, and I have the privilege of working with a lot of smart, intelligent, capable people that share lots of the challenges and ideas with me. Today, I'd like to talk about a topic that has come up in many of my conversations in recent weeks with some of my clients. And the question is, what is something I can do to reduce stress and help me feel calmer and sleep better at night? And the fact that we're in January now, uh, I think it's particularly relevant because a lot of people have had a nice Christmas break, they've been relaxed, enjoyed themselves, and then all of a sudden they've returned to work and it's a bit like being in a sports car going from zero to 100 miles an hour. Uh, they've really noticed the shift in pace and the level of stress from going from being quite relaxed to constant team meetings and emails again. And so the one thing that I have found really helpful for me when I'm feeling quite stressed, and it has also worked for many of my clients, is writing or what many people call journaling. So stress comes from what's going on in our minds. We get a bit overwhelmed and many of us are just very busy during the day. We don't have breaks. We don't give ourselves time to process our thoughts properly. And so stress builds up over time and sometimes over days. And what can often happen when we try to go to sleep, our mind then says, okay, now it's time to start processing what's going on in my mind. And often that can be quite late when we go to bed at 10, 11, 12 o'clock at night. And that's when it presents itself as a problem and we can't sleep. And then you get into this quite difficult cycle of uh, stress and lack of sleep, which can be quite dangerous. So this is where I think journaling can really help and give us a chance to really slow down and write out our thoughts and just give us some space between thoughts and actions. And I find after journaling myself, I feel a lot calmer and more in control and I have a real clarity around what I should do next, the next steps. And the research really supports this. So if you look at any of the research around journaling and where they've actually collected data on people who have journaled over time, people have reported the same thing, that if they have that discipline of doing journaling on a really regular basis, on a daily basis, can really help them feel a lot more calmer and relaxed and sleep better. So journaling doesn't really need to be difficult. You can just grab a pen and paper or even a napkin in a restaurant and just start writing down your thoughts. But I would say if you're going to make this a regular practice, I really encourage you to do so. I would recommend buying a special notebook, something you can specifically use every day. But again, you don't have to invest a lot of money in it. It can be something you buy from a local stationery shop, post office, it doesn't have to be expensive. In my experience, there are several approaches you can take to journaling. You could just do freeform, which is where you just write your thoughts down. And this can be really helpful if you're feeling anxious or confused or angry about something. The act of writing gets it out of your mind and onto paper. And certainly when I've done this myself, I feel a lot calmer afterwards. For some people, they like a slightly more structured approach where they journal around a number of questions. And again, you don't have to have lots of questions. I'd say two or three questions is usually enough for one journaling session. And again, it doesn't have to take a long time. It can be five if you wanted to make it 10 minutes in the morning, evening, or even at lunchtime. I think the idea about journaling is to do it consistently and regularly 
possibly at the same time every day so that you've got habit that you're building up and that nice routine. And some questions that I would recommend you journal on at the start of the day that I actually use myself are three things that I'm grateful for. And that really sets me up in a, a positive frame of mind, makes me realize that actually I'm a really lucky person like many of us are, and gets us back out of our heads and, and our worries and reminds us of all the great things that are going on in life. Because we are hardwired as human beings to have a negativity bias. And that comes from just being a human being, from when we evolved as human beings in caves. We were scanning our landscapes, looking for lions and tigers that might do us harm. So there was a real reason why we needed to have that negativity bias. But today, most of us thankfully live in much safer environments. This has become a little bit of a negativity bias that really hampers us. And so it is really important with journaling to start off on a positive question to really get yourself in that positive mindset away from that negativity bias. Another question that I journal on after I've thought about what I'm grateful for is what is my main focus for the day? And that can be really helpful because I think a lot of stress comes from just feeling overwhelmed. We are really good at writing down to-do lists with lots of things on it. And the problem can be that we think that everything has to be done today. So if you have a to-do list that looks like mine, it's at least 20 items long. If you're really honest with yourself, you do not need to finish 20 items every day. So I think with journaling, asking yourself that question, what's your focus for the day, can really help you narrow things down, maybe to your top couple of things that you want to focus on, top three to five things, and reduce the stress of feeling like you have to get 20 things completed in a day. So it's useful from a stress management perspective, but also a prioritization perspective as well. Some people like to journal at the end of the day. So I think a couple of questions that can be really helpful for people who like to do that is taking a more reflective approach around, you know, what worked well today. Really, again, starting on a positive note, thinking about all the things that, that went well, because we're very good, again, at just thinking about those one or two things that didn't go to plan or the mistakes that we made. So if you really think about it, in most cases, there's always one or two things you can think of that went well even if they're tiny things. And then what would I do differently next time? So again, being quite, it's quite a soft way of sort of pulling out the learning from your experience of the day. I'd really hold off from listening to that critical voice and avoid using words like mistakes. What did I do badly? It really doesn't help us in terms of getting us in the right state. It can often head you down the wrong path in terms of getting into a negative mindset. So Really try and use more positive and constructive words when you're designing your questions for journaling. Using this positive language is very much linked to the work of Carol Dweck. She wrote a, a very powerful book called Mindset, and she talks about the growth mindset. And people who have a growth mindset ask these sort of questions every day about what went well and what could they learn. And they see mistakes as setbacks, not as failures. Her research is very powerful. She's an American psychologist who works out of Stanford. And she has found that students who have more of a growth mindset rather than a fixed mindset tend to do a lot better in their exams and, and they're more successful in life, even though they all might have the same IQ. Students with a growth mindset uh, tend to do better because they see the things that go wrong as just temporary setbacks rather than failures, which are more permanent. We live in a world now where most people have smartphones and digital devices. And a question I often get asked is, is it better to write or type into a phone or digital device? 
There isn't much research at this point on whether one is better than the other, but what I would say is that some reflection, some journaling is better than none, but it often just comes down to understanding what works best for you. From my own experience, though, I think writing is better. I enjoy stepping away from my phone and laptop, and it feels less like work and something personal for myself. But I would recommend experimenting and just finding what works best for you. So just to summarize, I'd just like to say, personally, I've found journaling incredibly beneficial. I've been doing it for a number of years now, and only five minutes a day. It's not a big investment of time. I've made it a bit of a habit. I'd encourage you to do the same if you want to get into journaling. Try and make it at a time which really suits you. And I feel the benefits for me of really being reducing stress, being much more calm. And also, I think it's really helped me get some clarity around some quite difficult situations as well. I do a mixture of free form, so just offloading, just free free text and journaling. But I also use some structured questions occasionally as well. So I do flip around the way I journal. And it's very simple. I think a big reminder there that it doesn't have to take a lot of time. It doesn't have to be a big investment. It's something you can start doing today. For anyone who's skeptical or is not familiar with journaling, I'd really just encourage you, why not experiment? Try it out for yourself. Do it for more than one day. I think you can't really get the true benefits unless you stick with it for a few weeks. But my big encouragement to all of you is just to give it a go, keep it simple and basic and and go from there. And that's all from me for now. Lovely to talk to you. Please feel free to connect with me on my LinkedIn and share your thoughts on the podcast. I always like to receive feedback. I'd be particularly interested in hearing from anyone who actually currently journals and if there are any particular favorite questions that you journal on on a regular basis, because I know there's quite a few people who are big fans of journaling like I am. So thank you very much for listening, and I look forward to chatting with you again very soon.